This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is here's a crazy. <laughs> what? Oh, was it's it you? <laughs> yeah. This is here's a crazy story, a podcast from the Overtake, where we tell crazy true stories. I'm Robin. I'm Bambi. Oh, oh the first, the first time, time ever. Done, the first time ever. In about thirty episodes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's more or less embarrassing. Maybe I should like, just wait in for five whole minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we could have done like the two, like cheese Abby. Oh and, yeah. And, and, oh, where is Rick? Yeah, swapping it. It's where I'm like I'm Rick. Anyway, you know yeah. who's who he is. Yeah, you yeah. know who we are by now. Um, do we have any corrections or anything from last week? It's or so my knowledge? It does seem long ago, but it's the normal length. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have regular length. Yeah, regular. <laughs> the best <laughs> length. I like to point out. I did have one piece of feedback from a listener. Mm. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was clearing my throat and agreeing with you. Um, and then I came up like a Japanese like samurai master. I don't know, like, it was a bit like. Sorry, mm. <laughs> I heard it more like. Mm. <laughs> um. Uh, oh dear. Pickety pickety be about a bit. Um. I had some feedback. Um. Which was from the Halloween episode. Oh yeah. Um. Which was if we're going to record it at my house in future, we need to do better sound. So that's fine because you use a different microphone to the microphone you use, yes. which are good. So that's fine. So we'll just take. I'll just take these microphones to my house and that's everything good. will be fine. Kelly's not involved in that episode. No. So, so that's on you guys. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we let the show down. We let Abigail down. Yeah. But most of all, we let ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, the oh god, what were the names of the people? You know that alien story that I told, where they thought they'd been abducted by aliens? Yeah. You can tell that story. No, I told it. In my house, the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, apparently, it's better when you um, put in the clips of them under their regression therapy, yeah. like telling what happened to them, because it's really convincing. Um, so... Everyone should listen to those on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Yeah, everyone's good. on YouTube. So cool. That's fine. Um, cool. Right. Uh, what is the mood of your story? Uh, unusual with a hint of depressing in it. Ah, oh, interesting. Life. Mm. Love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, mine's got a real 2019 energy to it. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no. That's hard. I know. <laughs> uh, mine is um, uh, f- fun. Lively, lighthearted. Oh, this is the first long. time you've ever had an adjective that wasn't just like. Well, <laughs> actually, the first time you've ever had an adjective. Normally, you just yeah. tell us that they're not that funny. Well, I usually say depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this isn't depressing at all. It's really, it's really fun. The problem is the so what the listeners don't know is you do, you guys just had to wait for wait for half an hour for, for me to finish my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for that is this first this story is extremely extremely long okay i'll tell it i'll talk real quick my story is quite short <gasps> perfect perfect it's more, it's more like a profile i think oh okay mm-hmm. do well, titles then... anyway mostly because i know you don't have them yeah so i don't have a title this week <laughs> i wrote a title this week oh shit ah, yeah um, the real ocean's 11 oh oh that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty good 
Um, I'm a big fan of the fake Ocean's Eleven. So <laughs> yeah, this will be good for me. Um, the vice president. I'm going to go with it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. The emphasis on vice. Vice, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, excited. Rick, go first then. Yeah. I'll go first then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, mine is um, a story about a man, as they often are. All right, ladies? <laughs> um, Always about me. Yeah. Um, he's a man called Jonathan Sharkey. I could have come up with that pun on Sharky, but I can't think of anything. Mm. Um, do you remember Sharky and George, by the way? I do. Yeah. Prime Busters of the Sea. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, that must have been a dated reference because I didn't get oh, it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think it no. must be slightly after you. It was on Channel 4 in the morning, wasn't was it? it? I can't remember what channel it was on, but I do remember watching it and I just used to love it. What were they? Just detectives? That... Um, the Sharky was a shark and yeah. George was like a guppy a fish. fish. Yeah. And they were like, Piat, like, Eyes in, like, yeah. in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was really like, a, good. like a, a kid's crime noir. Yeah, it was really yeah. like, yeah, it was. Um, so, uh, Jonathan Sharkey, not of Sharkey and George, uh, <laughs> was born in New Jersey in 1964. So, the events of what happened are basically recent ish mm. um, So, uh, he started drumming at the, like as a, a drummer. Um, at the age of five, and was on like military parades and stuff, and was considered very, very good at drumming. Um, and basically, he drums all his life. So I don't know why this is an interesting fact. But I was like, well, it mentions research. I'm like, oh, he drums. Surely drum a lot in his life. Um, is it not about drumming? Uh, well, not that much. Oh, um, okay. He joined the army in '81. So when he was 17, uh, joins the army after like drumming for the, you know, like, the drumming corps thing. Like he joined oh, the actual. Yeah. Military. Um, I used to be an academic, and you could choose yeah, to do that. Kind of like whatever. As part of that, but I didn't do it. I did something else. Um, so then joins the army when he's seventeen. Um, is d- discharged the following year, though. After mm. during a training accident, um, he like rips open both of his knees <gasps> and is like heavily injured. Um, decides to go back to music. Goes back to music college and like studies and does good, like learns new to read and write music. I guess. Um, that we we had signed up. Um, he becomes pretty good at boxing while at university because um, he wanted to improve his hand-eye coordination. Thought that drumming would be a good, at boxing would be a good way to do that. Okay, um, I guess that kind of makes sense actually. Yeah. yeah. So all like you know, he's getting older through this period. Mm. Um, but boxing leads him to wrestling, mm. um, which he's actually quite good at, and he becomes a professional, a semi-professional wrestler. Uh, and he works. Is this like, um. American high school wrestling or uh, no, so like entertainment. WWF. Yeah, ah, so okay. um, he works for the the then WWF, yeah, like Hall of Fame thing, Aye. like as part of you know on the team. Um, he also worked with um, Rocky Johnson, who is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's dad, and claims to have helped what? train um, Dwayne Johnson. Um, obviously, before he became like Rocky. Miami I didn't know there was that talent. level of nepotism in wrestling. Well, The Rock's like a third generation wrestler, and just like he's like from a massive wrestling family. Like um, Yokozuna, who preceded him, is mm. like his uncle, and there's a guy in it now called Roman Reigns. I think I don't know. Like I only know a bit about wrestling. Seems like you know a lot. <laughs> um, he's his cousin. There's ah, a guy called Rikishi okay. in it, but like yeah, like there's loads like fifteen wrestlers in The Rock's family. It's like a tradition, like a. Yeah, I see um, what you mean. It's like, like a family business. family, like Hawaii, I think. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, the Rock, I always think, would be much better looking if he hadn't got so big. He's too big, I Too big, yeah. More attractive if he was like a twink. Yeah, a yeah. twink is my type for men, I think. Yeah, yeah, I like true. all my men and women so about weird. the same size. <laughs> kind of thin, uh, but a bit athletic. Wiley. Yeah, and you know what, actually? No, I don't want to say thin. Thin for a man. But um, sporty for a woman. I mean, The Rock's pretty sporty, yeah. I would say. Um, what kind of men do you think you'd be into it? Um, I, I, like Nick Offerman. Oh, like oh. a bit of a daddy. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah, the men that I've styled myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was watching a video. This is not going to be sorry. I was just watching a video of Nick Offerman giving woodworking tips. Oh. And I'm just like, he's, and also, like, he loves his wife more than anyone on the planet. Yeah. Like, it's insane how much he loves her. Yeah. By the way, everyone should watch Making It on NBC. It's a great show. What's that? Where he makes stuff out of wood? Yeah, it's basically like Bake Off, but crafting in America. And then you name it Paula Hosting. Oh, oh what? Yeah. Why nice. have we never seen, yeah. uh, uh, seen or heard so of this? Good. 
It's coming oh. back in December. Sounds so. fantastic. So my man, well, I don't think I'm right. Jonathan Sharkey. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's getting into wrestling, but then uh, by 2013, so some of the events in the story happened before this, but he was scheduled for his last professional match at 2013, either you know, injury or two or whatever. Um, retires from wrestling, back to music. Um, huh, score, uh, writes the scores for two independent films um, and appears in a whole bunch of movies as like side characters and stuff. Um, and then, in, so around the 1980s is when he decides that he wants to get into politics. Side note, he also claims to be a vampire. Oh my god, yeah. that is the best side note I've ever heard of. Yeah. So he claims to be descended from um, uh, Vladimir Zapesky. Oh, I don't know. I think Zapesky might be a, a fictional name from a, a board game. I can't remember. Vladimir <laughs> Taylor, anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, he descends to be, yeah, he says that oh. he's descended, descended from him. I do wish vampires were real a little bit. Well, I just think we, we'd be such good vampires, wouldn't we? The, the I three would of be us. Excellent. I mean, you would have signed it all off. You'd have been yeah, like one of those creepy, okay, really yeah. ancient ones that's, that's been going to insulting. <laughs> <laughs> like calling me Nosferatu. <laughs> 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 that's I watched, well, into, not into a vampire, um, Queen of the Dams, the, like, yeah, the nice. 2000 kind of sequel. We put it on last night because we just got Amazon Prime and like Beth was like, oh, let's watch this. I've not seen it since it came out. Um, and I was like, I couldn't be half of being a vampire. Just do the sheer amount of leather. Yeah, it, it, it's like, it would it would be big lifestyle change. Big, yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm not entirely sure I even want to live like an entire human life. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Like, yeah. Yeah. like this in in perpetuity would yeah. be horrible. Actually, yeah. I don't. I also really would like to be a witch though, and I don't think you can you can be those things True. at once. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you can be both. Yeah. Um, so Sharky, yeah, claims to be uh, descended by the Impaler. He says that when he was five years old, um, it, he. He was at his uncle Louis's house in New Jersey, and he went to the fridge for a snack and found a bottle of blood in there. And um, he said that he started drinking it, and he was instantly hooked. And he said uh, that consuming blood for the entire life is actually pretty healthy. Um, I mean, that's what black pudding is, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you know, it's kind of fried and cleaned, isn't it? Not just yeah. human blood. It's not human blood. Well, really <laughs> human blood is really bad. I mean, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Um, he's, he's praised Hollywood for its depiction of vampires, saying that they were both romantic and erotic. <laughs> Which, they're not synonyms exactly. Yeah, but, but I see what he means. Like, it's like, how, you know, like it, it gets him spiritually yeah. and also hornily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, whilst claiming to be a vampire, as I say, he has gotten into politics uh, and has become. Uh, what is known as a perennial candidate. I think oh. it's called perennial candidate, which is someone who will not stop running for office oh, right. despite having <laughs> basically zero success. <laughs> okay. um, so he was the district leader of his hometown of um, someplace in New Jersey. I can't remember. Mm. What's it? Atlanta. Someplace in New Jersey where okay. he grew up. Which um, I write down. Um, but he, uh, he ran for Congress in... New Jersey mm-hmm. in 2000 uh, failed. Also ran for Congress in Indiana uh, in 2000 and failed. Um, and in Florida, the 2001 2002 year and failed. Um, mostly he runs as a, a Republican. Okay. As a Grand Ole Party. Um, but he did run as a reform candidate at one point. What's that? Reformation Party. Oh, okay, fine. Um, so. While he was running in Indiana, this is this is where it sounds like quite a dark, weird turn. Um, while he was there in Indiana, um, he'd met one of his now former seven wives. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. Seven wives? That's too many wives. That is too many. Three, Ask I think, Henry is VIII. kind of fine. He had the max amount of wives. He had six before. Yeah, I'm knocking this on the head. Yeah, it's great. Right yeah. 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 So at this point, he'd had, he'd previously had seven wives. Oh, there's something wrong with you if there you've had seven wives. Yeah. Um, it didn't end well. What? Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, they split up. Um, and then he was arrested 
she got caught on against him saying that he's a stalker and he's like harassing i don't know if it's physical but basically he is like harassing and stalking her um so you know caught orders put on him um, which he breaks repeatedly and wow. he's just like love should know no bounds or whatever um, that's not how Carl. Yeah, that's not, that's not how love should work. He does get married again, so he has got eight, at least eight wives. Okay, fine. <laughs> at time of recording. <laughs> stage, yeah. um, so, in 2004... Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's quite recently still yeah, going, isn't it? In 2004, well, we yeah. he made his first bid to be the President of the United States okay, of America. Fine. Running as an independent. Okay. Um, so, 2004 was like George Bush... Was still the oh, second term George Bush, yeah. Um, and basically, you didn't, didn't really like George Bush, but some of his policies include right. Um, he was very tough on crime, like extremely tough on crime. <laughs> like wanted to impale people to fuck Ooh, crime. Okay. Like, I mean, he is descended from from Vlad the Impaler. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of these policies included beheading people <gasps> and ripping their hearts out, wow. and people who would defame him. Yeah. So one of his policies include, like, I think he said if someone would ever defame him in the media, he would cut out their tongue and nail it to their chin so that everyone would behold a liar, which is quite... He has a very thin grasp on the wall. He does, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you're president, you know... You can yeah, just do whatever you want. What I'm saying, yeah, he's like Nixon, when yeah. president is not illegal, apparently. Yeah. Um, he went on Tucker Carlson's show, he's like a right-wing American pundit, who asked him, he's like, oh, you're running as, like, the vampire candidate? He's like, yes! <laughs> but he was like, but at least you're a right-wing vampire. And he was like, well, yeah, I am. Um, it, like, it's probably important to point out, I'm not a defender of the Republicans at, at any point. They're all horrible. Yeah. But even Republicans said, he's too extreme for any of us to get behind him. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. so... He like this is how bizarre his policy setup is. Just a little brief. So, two things he was against. He was against abortion in any circumstances. Bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was against teaching evolution in the schools. Also bad. Mm. The other policies are a mixed bag. <laughs> um, strongly supported gay rights and oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. and Karate the right to choose who you <laughs> love and marry. Ah. Oh. Um, Strongly supported universal healthcare for the poor. Huh? Hmm? To be yeah. fair, I just want to put this out there. Vampires are not straight, none of them. No. Yeah, no. there isn't. They yeah. are gay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Nosferatu is straight, but not by choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's not good looking enough. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a nice coat, but that's yeah. it. I can't um, think of. I, I, I tell you, actually, uh, what. Um, Buffy when I was a child I, I was not into Angel I, d- I didn't rate him at all yeah, and I think it's yeah, yeah I think he's very straight yeah um, oh, <laughs> I think he's well, uh, it, I guess, he I is. Yeah. It's like he's a straight woman's dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think that was for yeah. me. I think guys don't like him because he's too too wet of a guy. He, yeah. He's like what a, what a, like, what a fifteen year old straight guy might imagine a gay guy is like when really it's just a but he's a, yeah. soft, he's a soft boy. Yeah, he's a soft, soft boy. boy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty yeah. soft boys. Yeah, yeah. because I was more true blood than mm. Buffy. Mm. I just never had the like heterosexual vampire experience. To be honest. No, I mean, I mean, Buffy isn't a great. I mean, no. people loved Angel. I did not love Angel. Faith was was the I liked one. Faith. Yeah. yeah. Um, people like Spike. Spike. If I had to choose Spike, Spike or Angel, Spike yeah. would have been the, the I mean, one. Yeah, probably. Uh, but also, been. I've been watching it now as an adult, like an adult person, and Giles. I should oh, always. <laughs> yeah, Giles. Yeah, the thing is, Hello. Well, <laughs> he's the only non-problematic man. Yeah. In the he's like yeah. Also, he's good looking. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. like he's actually hot, but as a child, I just that didn't think he was. <laughs> So yeah, universal yeah, health for the poor, and he wasn't just like Corbin. Where's this magic money tree coming from, <laughs> mystical vampire don't, man? Don't make fun of God. Um, he was going to <laughs> he was going to pay for healthcare for the poor um, on the taxation and regulation. It's just going to be vampire blood. And regulation of weed and prostitution, which he thinks he thought should have been legal mm. and should have been government regulated and taxed. Okay. Oh, that's all um, right. Which is a kind of bizarre progressive like dealing with a you know, particularly the, the kind of prostitution sex worker thing, which is, you know, a smart way of dealing with a difficult Topic that no yeah. one's talking about. Um, this this will come out just after election day. 
like the oh will it oh well yeah, results day. Um, I for um, one welcome our new and overlords. Let's put some think. predictions in. It'll be fun. Uh, what do you reckon? Parliament. Reckon? Parliament and um, Tory. Uh, Tory yeah, Lib Dem Tory Coalition. Lib Dem coalition yeah. I yeah, think the so worst as well. possible. Yeah, yeah, back to that. Yeah, like, so so repeating history. Boris Johnson's still in power, but we get to see more of Joe Swinson. Yeah, <laughs> um, I reckon Corbyn will have got the most votes, but not electoral college. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, some other things he was into: um, bringing back American troops from foreign conflicts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he heavily supported environmentalism. Um, as part of his pagan belief in the goddess Hecate, oh. I'm pretty sure how to pronounce that. He, he like he, Hecate. he, had, he had like oh. a weird. I think we we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. He had a weird uh, self-made kind of religion, which was kind of Luciferianism, like he believed in oh. kind of Satan and paganism at the same time. Um, so yeah, when he was like going about and. You know, obviously the media really liked him yes, because he was fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. um, he would do like publicity stunts like during it, he was like biting to his own arm to like draw blood and stuff. Oh. Just to prove how vampiric he is. Um, although. Um, you get stitches. You don't bite yourself though if you're yeah, not. Yeah, like, that's weird. I think auto vampirism is a thing that people oh, are into, you know. Yeah. Like a sex I've thing. never even heard. Um, I, I come into this story because I was researching. That's very different from like living as a vampire though. Well, you live as. I mean, it's yeah. the difference between wanking and having sex with a person. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's that far removed. Yeah. Sex was an identity. Yeah, like yes. no, look, yeah. I just, I just do it myself because you're only going to drain my blood wrong. And I was well just, <laughs> I just drain my blood on your tits. So anyway, from this time, he is committing various crimes because, of course, he has been arrested for stalking his. Uh, one of his ex-wives oh, and he just God. freely moves across state lines yeah. and gets into trouble um, he seems like pretty sound and taking a really abortion and stuff he, he yeah. is not sound um, so yeah he's arrested for various uh, various crimes in different states uh, and then because he quite frequently leaves states he's then uh, arrested for breaking parole like so it's kind oh, of yeah, continuing that, yeah you forget like, in America yeah. they, they can't leave the state can they sometimes they've um, been arrested so it's like the size of our companies so that's yeah. true yeah. so he obviously he didn't become the president of the United States of America in 2004 but he ran again Joking. in 2008 um, because God loves a trier <laughs> yeah. um, but during two, 2007 during his campaign right he was so I don't understand how someone can run for president and be caught doing this. Um, he's in a public library. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Shame. So using a public computer to send an email. <laughs> like he's not got his own computer. Oh, that's a bit weird. Uh, that's strange, actually. So, what well, year was this? 2007. So it's Seven. for the 2008 okay, election. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, someone who works in the library who was part of the kind of political campaign because they must have an office there or something. Um, was reading his messages over his shoulder and saw that he was sending a threatening messages to one of the judges in his parole case. Oh, for oh, God! And by threatening messages, I mean he was threatening to murder his entire family. I mean, um, so you know, trial, chucked in jail, back out again. Ah. Um, around that time, because um, he was so disappointed with the Bush administration, he said that he was going to impale and kill George Bush, oh. which the Secret Service investigated as a genuine threat, oh, finding, oh, like, obviously on SARS, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. But also, yeah. like, this is weird, like, when I was reading it, it was like, and they found two rifles and some swords in his house, and I thought, well, he's in America, uh. and he found some swords in his house. <laughs> yeah. The rifle thing, I was like, well, that's by the bad. Yeah. He's an American. He's American, yeah. but the swords are weird. <laughs> yeah. Probably fifty percent of his previous seven wives are fire <laughs> Yeah, it's like sorry, American it, listeners. Yeah, it's like the guns are normal, but the swords are the dangerous. Swords, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if someone <laughs> challenged him to martial <laughs> combat? <laughs> um, briefly thrown in prison again for threatening <laughs> to kill George Bush. Um, <laughs> Uh, basically, like this kind of continues, but he, he kind of falls off the map around then. Um, the last, oh yeah, so like the, the last bad thing. Oh no, wait. There's a, another thing I totally forgot about here. Um, after the George Bush incident, um, he started dating a teenage girl oh. online, right? Oh, yeah. God, um, I don't think they'd ever met, 
Um, but it was like an online, it, like through his MySpace, which was like part <laughs> for his band and for his vampires. Oh no, um, everything is bad. So apparently the racist had to go a bit weird and she was like, oh, he's, he's creeping me out. Uh, being, t- the teenage girl the said teenager, that. Yeah, you see, if it's a band and vampires, that is like teenage. Combination, yeah, yeah, for a teenage girl. Yeah. So he must have been really creepy. Yeah. Weird looking though. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway, um, he starts being a, a creep on her. She tries to deter him, but teenagers aren't smart. The yeah. way she tries to deter him is by telling him that she comes from a long line of vampire hunters and that Ooh. if he doesn't stop harassing her, <laughs> they will... I can see what she was getting at, yeah. actually, yeah. to be fair. But it yeah. seems like risky. Like, it mm. could go either way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that escalates, and then he oh. threatens to kill her and all of her oh. friends oh. in a kind of, I've got to get them before they get yeah, me kind sure. of mm. scenario. Mm. Um, he's, again, like, he's going to be arrested for this threatening violence, but he, flee- he uh, flees to Tennessee, thinking he's escaped the law to set up a vampire commune and buys a lot of land from a man who said, oh, he's perfectly polite. Never once mentioned he was a vampire commune when I saw him in the land. Which is fair enough. Um, But um, he is then arrested and extradited to Mm -hmm. whichever state that happened in. Um, There's also a thing about him, again, meeting another teenage girl and like brainwashing her and brainwashing people have to come in and be like, fucking creeper yeah like now in your 50s yeah stop hanging around with 16 year old girls yeah it's and, creepy and horrible yeah you know, your vampiric powers on them um so that's kind of i, I tried to find more sort of about him recently that's around, i mean that was plenty yeah, around <laughs> 2010 he fell off the map um but i think after the 2008 campaign he'd said he would run in 2012 and then 2020 but given that the 2020 elections are very, very soon, mm. um, and I searched for his name, I couldn't see him popping up any local news stations. I mean, so is he, he even just... allowed? Because you're not even supposed to... You can't vote if you're like a felon, can you, in America? I don't but I don't know if they're felonies. I think they're misdemeanors. Um, mm. I don't know enough about American justice. Fucking crazy. It's awful, isn't it? That was really good, though. Yeah, it is weird, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, the story I was going to tell was about a journalist um, who started? Just going to tell that story. Very, very, like, <laughs> yeah. It's really sad though because I was like, "Well, this is interesting." He was a journalist in the nineties. who like, he was like a drug act when she was young, and then she kind of pulled it together and um, like got to her dream of becoming a journalist and started writing for the Village Voice in New York, which is mm. like, kind of a big publication. Yeah, uh, and she was like quite good at doing like underground stories because she was also at the time uh, a stripper to like mm. support her family, mm. and she was like kind of doing it all. And like the first story she did was like investigating sex trafficking and the second story she did was investigating like the spring well of like vampire related clubs that were springing oh. up in the village in New York so it was a vampire theme yeah, yeah. Uh, but then she just disappeared and she's never been found oh and what no one knows what happened to her oh. yeah That's and really I was like well she almost certainly either fell off the wagon and was killed by the Russian mob mm. and it probably wasn't the vampires but someone said you know a lot of Serial killers associate themselves with vampirism. So, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code Listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. That was too depressing yeah, to tell, so I just recapped it now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, what was the name of you, fella? Jonathan Sharkey. Oh, yeah, Shocking George. Yeah, I remember now. Jonathan Albert Vladimir. Vlad, Vladimir Nosferatu. Yeah. Right, let's do this. Um, uh, so, the, the Real Ocean's Eleven. I have done, I think, actually, you said that was quite a short story, but I interrupted so much that yeah, we sorry. made that into... Oh, hold on, no. let me have a look at the time. Yeah, so... Uh, if we were going to stick to the normal length of the episodes, I've got 15 minutes to tell this oh story. Oh, my God. Which isn't going to happen. So strap yourselves in, guys. Mm. This is a long one. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. But it's worth it. So I think people will be glad. Sometimes the feedback I've had is they don't mind a long episode if it's interesting. So don't make wow. it interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the stakes are very high. Um, Belgium, 2003. Mm. <laughs> um, picture... So Antwerp is the diamond place. Mm. It's like jewels and the diamonds. They're eighty percent. I think maybe I wrote this down. Eighty percent of the diamonds on it's entirely diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've I've put it somewhere. Some stats, but um, it's uh, I think it's something like eighty percent of the world's diamonds at some point pass through Antwerp. Um, there's this place called the Diamond Center. Um, it's a grey 14-storey fortress kind of building. Um, it has a private security force. So I like to think of it as like a bit of a its own little kind of army situation, mm-hmm. although I've never been there, so maybe not. Um, okay, so there's these two cops at the start of this story. Patrick Pease and... Bollocks. <laughs> That's no, it's um. Well, he's Belgian, and it's Detective well. I'm assuming it's P E Y S. So peas, 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 peas. Yeah, peas, <laughs> Anyway, and Ajim de Brookia, Brookia. Ajim de Brookia, Brookia. Let's just call him Ajim de Brookia. Okay, um, yes. that's not right, but whatever. Um. They're, they're part of what's known as the Diamond Squad. The um, diamond Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're actually two Alsatians. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they they are the world's only specialised diamond police. Um, so they arrive at the Diamond Centre in Antwerp, Belgium, mm-hmm. after getting this like frantic call that one of the vaults has been compromised. Mm-hmm. Um so it's supposed to be this at the Diamond Center. It's supposed to be the most, or oh, one of the most secure safes in the world. Um, it has a foot thick steel door, um, and the and when when these guys Pease and De Brookia, um get there, mm-hmm. they see that uh, the doors are jar and more than a hundred of the one hundred and eighty nine safe deposit boxes. Have been opened. Oh, yeah, and it's like this place is supposed to be unbreakable. At least you've got the other eighty nine left. Wow, exactly. Well, yeah, almost fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they were like just stunned by this because they were like, "How the fuck did this happen? It's supposed to not be able to happen." George Clooney walked past. Don't mind yeah. me, guys. <laughs> yeah, just, just a cigarette. Just selling some well. coffees. Yeah, uh, I actually just did that. Um, Amongst other things. <laughs> so all over the floor, there's like wads of cash. Um, these boxes that have got velvet in them, so velvet lined mm-hmm. posh boxes. No, just like here's where we store our finest velvet. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all the velvet was stolen. If they'd taken the velvet but left the diamonds, my fence says that yeah. velvet's going high on the market. <laughs> um, yeah, and this guy, this guy pees. Um, he's <laughs> he steps on like a diamond encrusted bracelet that's just like on the floor, like Rich. discarded. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had apparently the thieves had so much loot that they just couldn't carry everything. 
Ah, yeah. So 80% of the world's rough diamonds pass through three square blocks in Antwerp, in this diamond district. Um, The whole thing is under 24-hour police surveillance and monitored by 63 video cameras. Um, About... Actually, that's not that many. Uh, yeah, I suppose three, it's three square, square blocks. blocks. Yeah, it, it, that diamonds. many diamonds. Yeah. That's not that many. Yeah, that's true. Um, three billions worth of gem sales were reported in two thousand three when our story is set. Um, and that, but that's not even counting all the secret hidden gem the dirty stuff. Deals. Yeah, the dirty yeah. deals exactly. Um, so they, the cops like call up the central alarm people and they're like. What's happened with this alarm then? The alarm people are like, oh, it's still fine. You know, like the the alarm's fully intact, you know, on and everything's secure. And they're like, well, it's not fucking secure. We can see I the doors wide open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that so you can forget about those cops now. Introduce such compelling characters. Oh no! This is this the tragedy of peace. And this character, Leonardo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's just in the film, and it's yeah. really good. It's, in the it's end. him or it's Da Vinci, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, Leonardo not a Bartolo. He's not a uh, Bartolo. No, he's not a Bartolo. So what is he then? <laughs> um, he's an Italian uh, jewel thief. Oh, um, exciting! Yeah, yeah, I thought you like that. Yeah. So, um, sorry, Jada, because mm. Jada's going to be listening to this, trying to edit it, listening to me say not a Bartolo in a terrible accent. I thought you were apologising because there were jewel. Yeah, yeah. sorry for highlighting that, Janet. There's someone in London too, it's alright. Yeah, they're everywhere. I think if if someone in the show is like, you could be a vampire or you could be a a slinky European jewel thief who does it for the thrill, not the money, because Uh, you're already a duke. Yeah. I might be that, yeah. Would you? You wouldn't be the vampire. If you no, could be I a vampire and, and that. be a sexy well, Italian jewel thief. I don't know, I think like they'd be at odds. Not at odds, because you'd probably both work at night, but <laughs> I don't, like the <laughs> appeal of living the playboy lifestyle is somewhat off-put by the vampirism. No, but you, but if you were going to be a vampire, you'd want to be rich. You need to be rich, yeah. really, to make it I fully I think work. you would, but yeah. vampires are always richer. They don't like have to spend money on like food and like mm. our health. Well, I, just, think, like, I also think like the poor vampires probably get staked really easy, because they have to take all these risks you know like yeah. or they accidentally get trapped somewhere where they get like daylight on them and they turn to dust no, they're just like in someone's basement and dream because that'd be us wouldn't it to be fair the poor no, vampires we'd have to we have to be like working class vampires yeah we'd have to I'd rise and with you all yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. you'd find a way you'd right find now. like the queen vampire and then you'd become her like consort and then oh, you'd I'm, be I'm so glad you said consort I was like I can see the sea forming in your and I was like Consort or concubine. It's not like, which either or will just like give yeah. me life. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely yeah. would. Well, like, Especially like, given my affinity yeah. for just like female villains. I like that, that you're not the queen like. either, you're just her consort. Yeah. I, don't like, I don't want the responsibility of being a vampire queen. I just want to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living a palace. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right, so <laughs> what were we even Antonio, about? This is gone wrong. Not a Botticelli. Le- Leonardo, not a Botticelli. So, he has his own valuables stored in this place in mm. Antwerp because he's stolen some good shit and that's what he stores. Yeah. He's like, um, this is the safest place in the world to store diamonds. Um, but he's like, uh, some guy approaches him and it's like I'll give you a hundred thousand euros to like scope the place out and tell me whether it's whether you can steal anything from there. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, like, "No, I can't." I can't. <laughs> yeah, can't well, that's basically what happens. So he's like, "Okay, fine." Um, so he goes into the Diamond District with he has a pen in his breast pocket with like a uh, camera in it. Mm. So like, you, at first glance, it just looks like a pen. You're not allowed to take cameras into this Diamond District, but he, yeah. but obviously it's like a pen, so it's fine. Yeah, and a full camera crew with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just one of those big top hats with. Like, <laughs> you can hear yeah. it like whirl. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so he's like he turns up they they i guess they know him or i don't know he's got his own thing there so it's yeah. fine uh he goes into the place uh in the in the elevator down two floors underground to like a really small claustrophobic room that's like the vault antechamber 
Um, so it has a three ton steel vault door. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. alone it has six layers of security. Um, so I'll just go through them really quickly. I've written it out in full, but I'm going to, I'm going to skim past the, the, do the scene thing. from Ocean's Eleven when they, qu- like, they describe and he's and like, then, once you go past the door and the guards have got the guns yeah. in the desert, you're still in the middle of the desert. Or you're still in the middle of Antwerp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, the door has a combination dial. It has a lock that needs a key. The key is a foot long with all different... Oh, with, with everything <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, it has a seismic sensor, so you can't use power to... <laughs> what are you laughing at? The foot-long key? Jo- yeah, it was just <laughs> a stupid joke. <laughs> Why? What? The foot-long with everything on. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was going to be a penis joke. So oh. that was quite pleasant. Oh, it was oh. about food. Yeah. Um, the penis of the mouth. <laughs> continue. We've yeah, got to, I think, we've I think we've got to go through this. Um, it has a seismic sensor, so you can't use power tools because they'll know. Um... It has a locked steel grate, a magnetic sensor, so these magnets that are like electromagnets that are stuck together. It has um, an external security camera as standard. The actual vault itself has got a keypad for disarming the sensors. It's got a light sensor. It's got an internal security camera. And there's a heat and motion sensor. Um, And it's a combo heat plus motion sensor. Um, And not a battle was like, yeah, thanks for the hundred grand, but it's impossible. I'm still trying to set up. I'm trying to help. I want it to be that hard for people to access me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean talk to you or otherwise? Just get to my Let's just leave it there. Right? Yeah, not let, the, let, let, really. let the listeners' imagination run wild. What a tenability! Secure in my home. Yeah, yeah. Know that I'm not going to be disturbed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, not about to get us back to this guy's like. It's impossible. He didn't hear from the guy for a while, but then eventually this guy, the dealer, um, is like, come to an address um, outside Antwerp. And he's like, ugh, okay. Um, when he arrives, um, he the guy's waiting for him in front of an abandoned warehouse and he's like, I want to introduce you to, to some people. First of all, this guy has no self-preservation instincts because this is the scenario that people get murdered in. Uh, yeah, a warehouse if you're a criminal. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, so inside the warehouse is this massive structure that's covered in black tarps. Um, the dealer um, pulls back a corner of the tarp and they go in. Um, and not about her is really confused at first because he's like, wait a minute, this is the vault. I'm in the vault. What? Yeah. Cool. It's an exact replica of the vault. Um, there's three guys in there that are specialized um, alarm system guys. So there's... Uh, one big, tall, muscular man who's known as the monster. Um, yeah, the, it gets better. There's um, a quiet I'm a vampire, don't you? Know? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> um, one guy called Nosferatu yeah. decided to guide away tea. Why not just turn into smoke and go in there? Always with the smoke, Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah. Knocking on the head, man. <laughs> um, there's like a quiet older man who they call the King of Keys. Oh, that's even better, that, isn't it? What yeah. is this? <laughs> and then one final guy um, they call the Genius. Oh, that's a bit shit. Yeah, the the, king, the of king, king of Keys. King of Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Shit, it's just like, oh, you've got like high IQ. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so guy's got sick keys. <laughs> yeah, skeleton keys. Maybe he can play the piano. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the king of like, the, yeah. those keys. Stevie Wonder, yeah. He was like, do a theme tune while we do this <laughs> Yeah, he just was like, right now, nice music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first thing they do, so... Stelton John. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, uh, what's the guy's name? Lotto Bartolo. Yeah. Um, he's like, okay, fine. I, I'm kind of on board with the situation. So the first thing they do is... They plant a um, fingertip-sized camera inside the vault, um, and it records all inside the antechamber. So it records a guard going up with that giant full-on key yeah. and him typing in the door code. The king, he's like, wow, I've never seen such a key. <laughs> yeah, he's the king of keys. <laughs> he's, he's, sassy, he's seen them all. Yeah. Um, so, um, and they're, and they, so they, they're making some kind of plans, and they know what they're doing. Um in February 2003, there was a massive diamond delivery to the district. And they know this because 
when a diamond when when a load of diamonds are delivered, there's like a police helicopter. Yeah. It is like full on. The diamond man yeah. comes down with his barrel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> diamonds. <laughs> throws them out. Throws them out. Yeah. Little little orphans catching the diamonds. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's got those like scoops you get. Yeah. Like, 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 a, a, bit. like a ragged bow by the diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Get your <laughs> <laughs> um, so next day, Natabatolo's like, right, it's on. He goes into the vault, um, and this is the day before the robbery. Um, he's entirely alone, and in his jacket pocket, he's got um, women's hairspray. Um, and what he does is he sprays it on the sensor, the heat, and the it's heat and motion sensor. Um, and it only goes off if it senses both heat and motion. So he sprays the hairspray on, and it means that it can't detect heat temporarily. Um, I'm not quite sure how it works, actually, but, um, yeah, it doesn't detect fluctuations in the room's temperature. So he's got, like, five minutes, um, and maybe less. He doesn't know for sure. So fast forward a little bit, um, and he's got all his, his crew in the car, um, he um, drives up, drives up. Uh, he's got the monster, the genius, the king of keys, and this dude, Speedy, who's his mate, who's done previous jobs with him. And everyone's like... Is he the driver? Speedy. Yeah. No. Oh. Weirdly, just a, just a dude that's helping. Um, what's weird? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. What's weird? Like you got like, that nickname even, from women. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He's not even doing it for <laughs> yeah. a cut. He's just yeah, like... Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're doing nice. They're going to get through. They need hands. Yeah. So, yeah. You having so. some of the millions? Nah, nah, it's all right. Yeah. Just give me a pint next time you see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He um, and everyone's like, "Oh, we don't trust the speedy dude." You know, like these other guys. And he's like, "Listen, I vouch for him. He's done a load of jobs with me. He's a good, he's a good guy." Mm-hmm. But he's like fucking sweating and he's stressed and he looks awful. And everyone's Is he like, on oh, speed? Is that why?" I think speed? potentially he yeah. might have been on speed. Um, so they've got these big duffel bags. Um. The King of Keys picks a lock on this rundown office building nearby, mm-hmm. and they go through the door. Um, and this is just after midnight. Um, the genius is like, "Come round here to this like private garden," and it go it goes up to the back of the Diamond Center. Um, and it's one of the few places in the entire district that there are, there isn't any video surveillance. Um, they use a ladder to climb up to a terrace on the second floor. They um, approach a, there's a heat sensor they approach it behind a giant homemade polyester shield so they just ho- hold up this polyester oh yeah i think i've, I've seen this on like Mythbusters or something like you, uh, if you hold up a, a, like a clear white sheet like taut yeah the motion sensor and you move quite slowly it the, can't it, it, yeah because it sends out a wave that bounces back um, it doesn't register that the wave is getting shorter apparently uh, that's interesting. well this is i think because it's a polyester shield it insulates against their body heat so oh, right, I think yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's what um, eventually they put the shield entirely in front of the sensor mm-hmm. and it can't sense anything they climb through the window into a stairwell into the ant- like into the vault antechamber um, they cover the security cameras with black plastic bags and then they can turn on the lights um, the genius has made this thing that's like aluminium and he, I don't really understand it. And I tried to read it a few times to work out what it was, but I don't really understand it. But it was like, um, it had heavy duty double-sided tape on one side of it. Mm-hmm. And he stuck it to the plates that regulated the magnetic field <clears throat> um, and unscrewed the bu- the bolts on them. And their magnetic plates were then loose, but the sticky aluminium held them together so he could move so them. presumably the magnets, when they're not each other's magnetic field, yeah. register that something's been opened. Yeah. But he kept them together I and see. took them off the hinges. So it's yeah. like a double door. And yeah. all he's done is lock, like, lock the double door, then unscrewed it at the walls yeah. and took the door off. Yeah, that's it. Maybe. I think that's exactly it. And because he had this double-sided sticky tape, the, the magnets didn't even open for a second or a millisecond or didn't yeah, get slightly Yeah, he like their apart. own magnetism. Onto the thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he um, was. He really he was, was a genius. genius. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and, so and that scientist grew up to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. Brian who, we Cox. never found out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, um, 
the magnetic field was fine, but it never, it no longer monitored the door. So the King of Keys was like, he had actually, as it happened, made a copy of that footlong key. Mm-hmm. Um, but he noticed in the in the videos with the fingertip size camera, the guard went to a utility room before he opened the vault. Um, and when they went to the utility room, they found basically the key was in there, which was like obviously a major security lapse. <laughs> so they didn't even need to use the copy that they'd made. They could use the original key. I hope that, that they just found in the like we could have done it. I hope he yeah. went in there, took the copy back out, and went, "Yeah, it's your lads." Yeah. No way in his head he was like, "Actually, yeah." Well, what's really interesting? So a lot of this stuff is from one article in Wired, um, and it's come directly from this guy, not not a Bartolo. Um, but the poli- a lot of these steps, the police had never guessed. Mm-hmm. So the police didn't know that they'd made a copy because they used the original. So they could have used a copy, but the police never found out that they had even made a copy because right. they had access to the original. So um, Speedy's job was to keep in touch with Nata Bartolo, who was in the car ready to go. Um, but there was no cell phone reception in the vault, so he had to run up and down the stairs to like, um, speak to people, speak to him. Um and um, the King of Keys picked the lock on the metal gate. Great. Um, so he'd done it in the warehouse. He practiced it a lot of times. He knew it was exactly 11 steps into the middle of the room. So he did that in the darkness, mm-hmm. reached for the ceiling and pushed back a panel. And there was um, the security systems um, in bad and outbound wires. Basically, the monster... Um, did this all himself in the dark? Mm-hmm. Stripped some, sh- stripped some plastic coating off the wires really delicately because obviously at any minute it could have set off the alarm. Um, and then once they were exposed, he could put a new piece of wire between the two wires, and basically that like kind of short circuit yeah. the system, um, so that the alarm never went off. Um, the King of Keys had made his own drill, like a hand cranked drill. Um, and fitted it with a shaft of metal and jammed the shaft into one of the locks on um, the, one of the boxes, mm. cranked it for about three minutes until it broke and it snapped open the box. Um, and basically, they and then they yanked out all the contents uh, and put it all into the, the bags that they mm. had. Um, and they'd memorized the, the layout in the in the replica vault, so they knew exactly what they were doing in the pitch dark. Occasionally, they turned on the flashlight just to just to see where to put the drill into the next box. Mm-hmm. They did that a hundred times. Wow! Yeah, um, they they could see in the in like the their like glimpses that they were putting gold bars and stuff in. Like you know, they could kind yeah. of see what they were putting in. So like, that was a big bit of wood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but the fact like, like they make sure this is worth something. Yeah. Yeah. So they, but they didn't have time to like really assess what they were getting. Yeah. They were just stuffing it in because it was dark. Um, and that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it got to five thirty a.m. They'd opened one hundred and nine boxes, and then they were like, "Shit! Like we've got to stop now because people are going to be <laughs> up again about yeah." Um, so basically, they um, managed to get they managed to get out. Um, it took nearly an hour for them to haul all the bags up the stairs because they're so heavy with all the you know, oh, stuff in boys. it. Yeah, and they, and obviously there was like sensors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I want them to get away with it. Yeah. Terry Benedict himself had ordered. <laughs> that's a reference to. The- Oh, she's loving the film. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't really know it, to be fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is um, better, actually, because it, yeah, it happened. Yeah. It happened, yeah. Um, so, woo, Terry Benedict! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, basically, um, they, yeah, they hauled everything into the car. Like, they had to be a bit careful. Like, there was, like, a bus that came past, and they were like, <gasps> but then they had to get everything into the car. Um, and then, um, about half an hour later, they'd gone back to... Um, the apartment, uh, Monta, whatever his name is, his apartment, not a, not a Bartolo's apartment. Not a um, and the monster like unzipped one and pulled out a, le- a leather satchel, and he was like, "Yes." Uh, but then when they opened the satchel, it was empty, uh, and they took out another, and it was also empty. And then what? they were like really stressing that all these stuffed bags were full of satchels, and lots of them didn't have stuff in. Um, like more often than not, there's nothing in these bags that they've collected. 
Um, so yeah, something had gone properly wrong, um, because it should have been, each one should have been full of diamonds. Mm -hmm. Um, but they couldn't see as they were putting, you know, every now and again they saw that they were putting some good stuff in, but they couldn't always see. Not a Bartello was like, we've been set up, basically. Um, so what they reckon, what Not a Bartello reckons happened is the guy who commissioned them to carry out that thing, um, had tipped off people who had stuff in the vaults and were like, basically, we're wow. going to, yeah, we're going to do this massive heist. If you take your stuff out of the vault and then once the heist has happened, report it stolen, you have the stuff and you have, you know, the wow. uh, insurance. Crime. Yeah. The worst crime. The, the worst of all the crimes, yeah. Oh, exactly. requires no skill or effort. Exactly. Just bastardness. Yeah. This is shocking. Yeah, it's good, I'm isn't it? Yeah. This stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as, so they'd been to this apartment, they'd been through all the stuff and they were like, fucking hell, what's going on here? They had some stuff to dump, obviously, from having carried out the crime. Um, so they were driving through the, the dra- like, uh, so Nottawatal and Speedy were like, we're going to dump all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were going to go somewhere and burn it. Um, but Speedy had a freak out. And then, um, so Nottawatal pulled over and Speedy got all the stuff out of the car and was throwing it around in the woods. Oh, like, Speedy, you prick. It seem like Speedy's on the drugs. I know. Yeah, yeah, Speedy was not okay. I feel like um, the monster and the King of Keys had a conversation looking over at a loaded gun at one point being like, how do you feel about the speedy guy? Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. In the, in the dramatization, I'm definitely going to write of this. That's yes, what happened. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> um, so someone really old and creepy to follow the king of kings. Oh, Will yeah. of the Fall. Yes, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. Um, Already casting it. Yeah. <laughs> so not about Hello was like um, he. So he just got speed in the car, and he was, and he was feeling like a bit betrayed. Not betrayed, but like a bit embarrassed and stuff at this point because mm. he vouched for this guy. Um, and he just left all the stuff dumped in the woods because he couldn't be bothered. You know, it was, you know, it was the early hours of the morning. He couldn't be bothered picking it all up. Um, and Speedy was having a freak out. So he was he was just dealing with that. Um, so he was like, oh, it'll probably be fine, whatever. We were going to burn it, but it'll probably be fine. So um, 36 hours after the job happened, um, they were supposed to meet in this bar in Adro in Italy um which which is a small town about 50 miles northeast of milan so jada will probably know this town yeah knows these guys it's a dad actually (laughs) um and uh yeah so they'd agreed to meet the diamond dealer there um and divide everything up so the deal was that the dealer would get a third for financing the operation building the fake vault and all that shit and the others would split the rest of the money um and the haul um so they reckon they would get tens of millions each. Mm. What happened actually was they ended up with only about three million dollars per man, which I mean, I mean it's still fine, isn't it? It's not it's bad, bad, but it's for not that, that kind of operation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's disappointing. Yeah, um, but yeah, they felt like they'd been played essentially because, mm. um, and they were like, "Let we need to talk to the dealer and find out what's going on." Except the dealer never showed up at this rendezvous point. And they're like, what the fuck? Blowing my mind. Yeah. So, um, he, not a Bartolo, because of all the stuff that was left in the woods, eventually got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, they found um, things with Antwerp diamond center envelopes. Like strewn about and yeah. stuff like that. It's like some farmer just was like, What's all this stuff? Like, you know, fly tipping in my tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to a lot fly tipping. Oh, not again. Yeah. <laughs> and then. It's been a jewel's best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and yeah, so when the guy rung up, he was like, Oh, there's someone's dumped a load of shit on my land. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Ugh, whatever. And then he was like, There's Antwerp Diamond Center envelopes. And then they're like, Wait, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, not about how they got caught. Um, so there's two theories then to this whole story. So what Natabartolo said could be entirely true. Um, so the dealers, um, who were in on, on it, removed all the goods from the, the, um, safe. Um, and potentially, um, they had both the gems and the insurance money. The other, um, and also the, the police obviously never found 
you know, what was supposed to be, you know, more than $20 million. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and no, wait, they had, no, they had the 20, they had 20, $20 million, but it's supposed to be billions. Um, and so the police only found $20 million worth of stuff. Yeah. Um, or they reckoned it was that. And they, they think that, um, that belonged to people who were just not in on the scam. Yeah. Um, or the other option is there was no insurance scam whatsoever. The thieves actually stole, um, a hundred million dollars, at least a hundred million dollars, and not a Bartolo has made up this whole thing and actually knows where mm. the big chunk of that money is. I think it's the. I think, the I think it's the double crossed. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's clever yeah. though, isn't it? No one amongst thieves, or in this case, peas. <laughs> peas, peas was <laughs> no the detective. Peas. <laughs> yeah, the jewel man, the jewel yeah. detective. Um, Those so two characters are introduced. I mean, you're aware of the dramatic principle of Chekhov's gun, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> supposed to reintroduce those two characters in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. And they go, and uh, they're irrelevant <laughs> now to the story. Well, what, you know what? I'll tell you what actually happened. I introduced those at the beginning of the story. I meant to come back to them, yeah. but I was in a mad rush writing the notes. And yeah, I was you like, forgot about them. Well, no, I was just yeah. like, I was going to go into how the detectives went through the stuff and then found this and then it led them to this and then it led them to this. But I realized the story was getting on a bit and mm. you guys were waiting for me to fucking finish my notes so we can record this so um, I did not reintroduce those characters so. but the, basically they were the heroes they live on our hearts you should have just yeah. not named them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but if I you've not had such preposterous well, names you the start and then yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, also didn't think you'd notice so turns out the real dual theft was the friends who made the um, right, that was cool. a great story. Right? That was yeah. a good story. So this, I enjoy, yeah. I'm going to go read about that. Yeah, yeah. someone must have written a book about it. So now. Wired, there's a really good long read. So that's partly why it took so long because it, the the long, long read, read goes into yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes into so much depth and it's really interesting. And also because this How guy not made a film about it. I know. Like it's, I know. Yeah, yeah. I think someone will have bought the rights to that. Yeah. People sometimes buy the rights to, to an article. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking so, to like a picture a, a story to someone the other day. It was like a long read, and you're like, oh, we only take stories that we can potentially sell the rights to oh. as a thing. And we had a bit of a back and forth, and then she wanted to find the article. But she's like, oh, that is interesting. And I was like, wow, I didn't know there's like four publications that make all their money on selling rights to yeah. Hollywood now. Yeah, because a lot of place, a lot of production companies will buy the rights to something and then never yeah. use it. That's what uh, that Jennifer Lopez film that's Hustlers. Really oh, that really? was a long week. Yeah. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. it's a really good film as well. Fucking yeah. excellent. I really enjoyed it. That's good. Here. Yeah. Um, should we do corrections? Oh Abigail? my god! Oh yeah. Um, there weren't that many. I looked up Sharky and George, mm-hmm. and yeah. it said it was <laughs> it, it was a French and Canadian cartoon yeah. children's mm. show that aired between nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety two, and I was like, hmm, mm, yeah. that's odd. Um, but then I carried on reading it. Said it aired in the UK for the first time between nineteen ninety one and nineteen ninety eight, which is still weird because those are two very different time frames. Yeah, Re- repeated. repeated. <laughs> but yeah. like, aired suggests for the first, for the first time. time. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Um, French and Canadian. What on earth is a French and Canadian cartoon show? So French Canadian. Yeah. Well, is it, it French Canadian? It, well, it, it didn't say French Canadian. It said French and Canadian. Mm. But, um, weird. Yeah, it could be French and. French Canadian. Yeah. Could yeah. so uh, Channel 4 yeah. had loads of like French cartoons on in the morning. Yeah, Madeline was on. Back. Oh, yeah. Oh, what was that? Tintin. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, Tintin's Tintin. Belgian. Oh, Tintin. Tintin. Yeah, yeah, Belgian, yeah. yeah. Um, Hateful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Tintin is actually racist anyway, so. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a product of its time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Something else is. Um, fourteen of the rock's relatives of pro wrestlers. So oh, well, actually, oh, that's wow. like fifteen. Fifteen in total. That's pretty impressive. Oh, that was yeah. a good guess, wasn't it? Mm. I'm not going to name all of them. No, fuck that. Yourself. Um, I tried to find out how black pudding is, is clean or whatever. Mm. Couldn't really. Just found out that it's grilled, fried, or boiled in its skin during production. Delicious. That's probably just a lot. I did used to find it delicious oh, when I ate meat. Oh, yeah, when I was about ten years old. Conceptually, like, yeah. it's disgusting, but. Yeah, but the actual taste is nice. You can get veggie really. black pudding now. Oh, it's quite nice. Sound. It's quite nice. How do you absorb the humours nice. of your enemies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, 
Vegetable board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, pro- it probably is like beetroot. Beets. They're all made of beetroot. Aren't they? Be- yes. I don't like beetroot. No, I don't really. Should we wrap up? Yes. Unless there's any more. Yeah. Uh, there is not. I just want to find out what veggie block we didn't made of, but oh. I can't because the Wi Fi is not working. So oh. never mind. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, oh, there it is. I, I was like, when I did it, I was like, oh, oh there it is. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Seems to mostly be hooked in all barley. Well, cool. Um, so, thanks to producer Jada for the editing and the Thank Instagram. Thank you. Producer Jada. Oh, Thank you to the listeners. Please follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. Please sign up to the Patreon. We do get every now and again just an odd person that I'm, I don't know who they are, and I do think they might be coming from the podcast. So that's yeah, really that's good. good. Yeah. So good and it is really likes. like it's hardly any money, and it helps us out a ton. So if you value this in any in any way, then um, yeah, help us. You can help us. That'd be great. We got a. Christmas first episode next week. Oh yeah, yeah. It should come out on the nineteenth. Yeah, you can enjoy it every single day for a week before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. So, oh, and if you've got any crazy stories of your own, or want to show us a crazy story that you have indeed found, um, crazy story at theovertake dot com. Um, so that's it. Corrections yeah. too. Oh, corrections. Yeah. Yes. Um, cool. Alright. Uh, bye. 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 Informal goodbye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.